This is Nerd Podcast Radio, brought to you by our patrons at patreon.com slash nerdpodcastradio. We use the support of our patrons to bring you the best show we can. We also reward our patrons with bonus audio each week. If you would like to contact us, the best way to do that is our Nerd Podcast Radio Facebook page, where we share nerdy stuff and talk to our listeners. You can also reach us at brian.nerdpodcastradio at gmail.com, mike.nerdpodcastradio at gmail.com, erica.nerdpodcastradio at, you guessed it, gmail.com. It's not at, you guessed it, it's erica.nerdpodcastradio at gmail.com and anthony. it's a joke anthony doesn't have an email address you can also reach us on twitter at SuperVeganBrian, at NerdcasterMike, at CurseySmurfErica, and of course, at NerdcastRadio. Thanks for listening, everyone. Enjoy the show. Welcome to Nerd Podcast Radio, your nerd home away from home. Hello everyone, this is Nerd Podcast Radio. I'm your host, Hindu Anthony. That's right, Hindu Anthony is hosting this time. And with me is, of course, Super Vegan Brian. Hello, other nurse. And our guest, Dylan Shanahan, Master of Robotics. Hey guys, thanks for having me. Uh, We're very glad to have you here. So, Dylan, he's a really good friend of ours. I've known him since high school, if I could go back that far. Ooh, yeah, that very, was a long time. That's a long time. Yeah. So I met up Dylan in the same way I met Anthony. At Michael's party? At the Firefly game. Yeah, Firefly RPG. Ooh, that's right. We had a lot of fun doing that. We did. I was the companion, of course. <laughs> because, yeah, you were. Because inappropriate humor is inappropriate. And Dylan, you were the doctor? I was the doctor, yeah. And and I was the spy. So, Dylan, we call you the master of robotics. Why is that? Well, I'm not sure why you call me the master of robotics, but I do work with robots. I work for a uh, collaborative robotic company, so I work on them almost daily. And then I'm just a huge robot nerd. That's kind of one of my big things. So you might be thinking, oh, okay, we're going to talk about robots today because they got the robot expert on. Nope, we're going to talk about what superpower is best for you and why. Because... We don't know how to plan our subjects according to our guests, apparently. No, we were going <laughs> to talk about robots, but then Michael said he couldn't make it because he had to travel through the extra-dimensional portal to visit the Nine Realms. I prefer to think that we're just really bad at this. <laughs> <laughs> we, why is it that we haven't sent you through the portal in a while? Because um, I got really sick the last time. The Upside Down really messed me up. Um, you know, the whole... Uh, coughing up alien egg thing. It's not good. Not good for your health. I couldn't imagine it being so. Yeah, yeah I, I think the chemicals in the air probably are unidentifiable. Yeah, according to the doctors, I have every type of cancer you can imagine, <laughs> including uterine cancer, even though I don't have a uterus. <laughs> you don't? That's surprising. Yeah, but somehow I got uterine cancer. I don't know how. Don't go to the upside down. It's really bad. <laughs> it gives you cancers that are physically impossible for you to have. I can't even talk right now. <laughs> he got uterine cancer even though he did <laughs> oh. Well, while Brian is shut up, we will start with everybody's favorite game, What's Nerdy With You? Starting with our guest, Brian Dylan. What's Nerdy With You? <laughs> Brian Dylan. 
<laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, actually, uh, if you guys don't mind, I have a, a couple things I'd like to talk about. One, an honorary mention, and then the other would be my actual thing, if that's all right with you guys. That, uh, you know, it we every we would be we would be hypocrites if we didn't let you. Yeah, we do it too many <laughs> times ourselves. Well, uh, the honorary would would basically be that, uh, Brian, I, I sent you some pictures this week. I had created some eight bit pictures of uh, of the hosts of Nerd Podcast Radio. And so this goes hmm. live on Wednesday and earlier for the patrons. I will share those. They're amazing. They look pretty good. They're, they're absolutely amazing. Um, yeah. It's amazing that you were able to get 8-Bit to look like us. Yeah. Well, it's uh, it was kind of interesting. It was a, a little fun to play around with. And uh, the funny thing about it was it actually started because I was creating another app for your guys' show. So it wasn't even like a start out to, to make them for um, the art side of things. It was more like I wanted to do something special for you guys for your show and I didn't want to just have like a click on a button for player one. I, I wanted it to be your actual picture. Oh, we feel so loved. It, it looked really cool. I Did you get the math right yet? I, I haven't finished it. I haven't fixed the math yet, but uh, I'm close. So uh, programming is a lot of touch and go. So what was your what was your real nerdy thing? So that was your honorable mention. Yeah, that was my honorable mention. Uh, my real nerdy thing is, of course, I work with robots. And so this week, I actually uh, I'm, I'm a member of this society called IEEE, which is an international society for electrical engineers. And uh, we hosted an event on Thursday night where I took the robot to a bar and we had it pour drinks for people. And so we had a lot of fun just sitting down and just having people take video recordings of this pour, well, pouring I beer into people's drinks. <laughs> I give up. I can't. I can't beat that. Like, what do you what What do you say to beat that? <laughs> That's pretty incredible and ridiculously nerdy. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try. I think I can compete, but I don't think I can beat it. I was on my way home from work um, yesterday, and my phone was dead. So I needed to entertain myself while driving. So I was practicing talking like Gollum. The entire way home. <laughs> and I even opened my window and yelled at other drivers as Gollum. That's actually pretty cool. So you yelled at random fellow drivers while on the road as Gollum. Yes. And I was like, I was like, Hobbits, let's get out of the race. <laughs> did you, did, were you like driving like Gollum, Gollum the whole time? Well, yeah, because I, I think the Gollum thing, and I, I, I don't know if this is true, but it was definitely true for me. When you constrict your glottis like that, and you also do it in kind of a raspy voice, it builds up crap in your throat, and you have to do kind of a, a clear to get it out. So I literally was like, my precious Gollum. <laughs> That's pretty good. You got you have a good one. Like you do the Gollum voice pretty. Yeah, that's recently. actually probably one of the best Gollum voices I've heard from somebody. Yeah, I've been working on it like off and on for a long time. But that's like one of the things I do to entertain myself is try to do voices. I even try to do the voices of my friends. Oh, yeah, I I, I haven't been really able to nail anybody yet. I was going to say uh, I was going to ask for a request and ask you to, to try Mike's Mike's voice. Hi, I'm Mike, and I like to repeat the entire joke after you tell it. 
I just want to. I just want to add in a little joke there. Brian hasn't been able to nail anybody. Oh, poor Brian. No, <laughs> no, no sex for Brian. <laughs> well, I guess that means it's my turn. Oh, I didn't really do much because I got the flu this week. Because you know, I work with two-year-olds, and they do things like cough in your face and sneeze in your face, or like that one kid who threw up on me this week. That's what I deal with. So I got kind of sick and I was out of commission for a while. So basically the nerdiest thing I did was laying in bed playing Robot Unicorn Attack 3. Like just nonstop for hours and hours and hours. <laughs> just so much Robot Unicorn Attack 3, what, the third one. What's the song in the third one? Uh, I don't know what the name of the song is, but I could try to sing it. Please. <clears throat> That's really me clearing my throat. When the night is cold and you feel all alone, you can lay with me. There will be no shame. That's kind of about as far as I can remember. I think that's the same song from the first one. Maybe? It sounds like Erasure. Uh, maybe it is Erasure. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Yeah, I love that song so much. And I, I, the first time I heard it was Robot, Robot Unicorn Attack. Oh, yeah. So that's kind of I mean, there's other nerdy things I did. Obviously, you know, playing chess and checkers with kids when I got back to work and playing some computer games and building blocks and buildings with my son. God, a lot of my nerdy things oh, revolve oh. around kids. Yeah, but th I mean, that's all good things. You know, kids are the future, right? Teach them to be nerdy earlier. We need more nerds. I still want to like change over and not do chess and checkers anymore and be like, can I do D&D? &D? Pokes glasses up. I'm sure D&D, guys. So I guess it's time for voting. Uh, I'll start the voting with my oh, four. Hold on. I have, to, I have to do the promotion of our voting system. Oh, okay. Brian's going to take over now. Um, no, you're doing great, Anthony. But this is, this is my job here. Um, so we're using Mike Myler's Widgets. Mike Weiler's widgets are designed for all podcast games. You can you can use the widgets at parties. You can use them. You you can use them at home. You can even wash your car with the widgets. Um, everyone in the game will have four widgets, and they're distributed among um, among however you want to distribute them. And whoever wins wins the widgets. All the widgets. We send them to your house and we just just lay you on a table and just mm, all over your face, Bukaki style. Just widgets everywhere. You know, you had me up until Bukaki style. I liked more the, <laughs> the whole like subtle <laughs> thing that the widgets are semen. Not just saying that the widgets are semen. But that's subtlety not really is Anthony. not my thing. I was gonna say that's not Anthony's style. There is no subtlety with me. So well that's Dylan, why you, you were the prostitute in uh in our uh, Firefly RPG. <laughs> hey, companion. Okay, get it right. So, Dylan, you have four widgets. Where do you want to distribute them? Okay, yeah. So, uh, I'm going to give two to Brian because Golem voices, that, that seriously was one of the best voices I've ever heard for Golem this, from somebody. This is a good Golem voice. I agree. Seriously. And uh, I can remember in high school, like, yelling at people while driving down the street and trying to do different voices. So, that just, like, takes me back. So just love that. I'm going to give one to Anthony uh, because of the whole working with kids thing and uh, yes. ro robot unicorn attack. I, I have a heart for robots. And I'm also going to be a little bit of a bad person and give one to myself because I freaking love robots and drinking. Both are, 
are equally uh, enjoyable. Yeah, I agree. Robots and drinking. That's a that's a good way to spend a night. <laughs> yeah, it is. I am going to give three to Dylan because oh, holy shit, man. <laughs> and I am going to give one to myself because, you know, the, the widgets are irradiated and I don't want to make him more sick. <laughs> Thanks. I like your explanation. Okay, I too will give three to Dylan because, dude, come on, robots, porn drinks, that's just, can't compete with that. I mean, you just can't. And one to Brian hold, because hold on. that golem voice. Did you just say, hold on, did you just say robots and porn drinks? Pouring <laughs> drinks. Pouring drinks. I'm sorry, you can't hear very well. All right, I heard three to Dylan. What were the other two? Well, one, because there's just three of oh, us, yeah. so four yeah. widgets. Mm. And you're bad at math. You could never build robots. <laughs> and one to Brian, because it's a good golem voice. I agree. It is a great golem voice. Um, Dylan. Yes. You win. Sweet. I've been super excited to try and get on your guys' podcast just to win all the widgets. Well, you didn't win all the way. Oh, no, you do get all the widgets. Yeah, we send them all to you. All the widgets. Now, all of the all, widgets. Um, yeah, even I the ones we gave no, Brian. I thought it was an all or nothing type thing. Yeah, even the yeah. ones we gave to Brian, we, you win. You get all 12 widgets. Individually so wrapped. They're not, they're not environmentally friendly. You should make a widget robot. I probably them. could. I, aren't all robots made out of widgets? Uh, it depends. Some are made out of crap, but I mean... Well, you, first you have to determine what a widget is, and then you can determine if the if things are made out of them. <laughs> a widget is a component. So um, the actual definition of a widget is it's a generic term for when you're um, labeling components. So, so like yeah, if you have, made out of widgets. Yeah, like um, if you're talking about like quantities of things, you would say like um, 20 widgets go to this department, 30 widgets go to this department, or... If you're talking about an assembly line, you're saying that they make a certain amount of widgets per hour and you use it as a gener generic term when you're doing data analysis or like um, or like uh, workflow management. Yeah, it works in, uh, in areas where you have um, high mix, low volume uh, type production. Yeah, which makes sense why they would use it in game design when describing yeah. generic quantities of things. Yeah, sometimes it's too hard to remember all the uh, the jargon and everything that's going around. It, which creates its own jargon, because then you have things like widgets, widgets and MacGuffins and MacGuffins, and that's all I know. I like MacGuffin. <laughs> MacGuffin's a funny word. I like that new word. MacGuffin. MacGuffin. Galoshes? My favorite word? Oh, let's go with favorite words. Uh, hippopotamus stresses kippedaleophobia. Wow. That, uh, Yeah. The fear of long words. My favorite made-up word, which is a combination of other words, is cinnamon aluminum linoleum. Oh. <laughs> that sounds like you got it from the, uh, the guy that does that really long list of the periodic tables when he's singing. It's a tongue twister I made up. Okay. Because my mom can't say any of those words, so I try to get her to say all of them. So you're an asshole. That's what you're saying. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> What are we talking about again? We're talking about what superpowers would you like to have and why? I, you know what? I, I would very much like to actually just be able to make Michael shut the fuck up. 
<laughs> just like just like whenever you say shut the fuck up michael has to stop talking at, and like regardless like, of his, where like, you does, are. yeah like does his lips like glue together or does he like still kind of like talk but like no words come out like how i picture it like he opens his mouth and just kind of like ah, just mm-hmm. like a barely a little squeak comes out so he becomes like mute oh what would be better is um like the mute in um hot fuzz <laughs> Okay, yeah, I get what you're saying. What did the mutant hot fuzz say? Arp? Garp? Arp. Yeah, he was like, Arp? Arp? Oh, no, he would say Yarp? Yarp. 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 And then the one time they're like, Narp? And he was like, okay. <laughs> Dylan, what would be your superpower and why? You know, this this is a hard one to think of because yeah. I actually have, I have several that I, I really, really like to think about having. Well, my main one's definitely going to be, and this is super nerdy, but enhanced intelligence would definitely be uh, what I think is one of the best superpowers. Ooh, that's a good one. Have you read about the studies about how people who are more intelligent are more likely to suffer from mental illness and depression? Well, yeah, and you can definitely see that in a lot of the comic books and stuff. Yeah. Um, Especially in some of the movies, too, like uh, Tony Stark is considered to have enhanced intelligence, and he definitely has that PTSD with uh, the situation from the first one. But then he also goes further and has like this narcissism. I'm better than you. And then uh, almost like a doesn't give a crap about anybody type situation. Um, it's, it's Dexter. Dexter the boy genius. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Very good way of describing it. Yeah. You end up being like you can end up being um, losing touch with other people. You could get... Um, narcissism like you said um those are the general portrayals then you have like um reed richards he has all sorts of issues because of his intelligence yeah but i mean yeah you can acquaint that to that he he's suffering from his father abandoning him abandoning abandoning him but i mean even so though even with some of those those problems i mean you're gonna have problems regardless of what you end up going with i would think that with enhanced intelligence, it's possible that you could kind of correct some of those issues depending on what your intelligence lies with. I definitely think it's one of the better ones just because it allows you to be so adaptive to different things. Now, you do you want the the like unrealistic comic book intelligence where you can pretty much learn anything and do anything? You know, I don't know. I, I haven't thought that far into it. I was thinking more like Tony Stark with the the whole you can kind of build like your own super suit, you can develop your own tooling, your own gadgets type of thing. Um, so probably like Spider-Man, Spider-Man, but with yeah. less money. Yeah. Well, I mean, like Spider-Man's my all-time favorite superhero, but ultimately, me too. I, me too. Me too. I, yeah. Sweet. I, I love Spider-Man. I've always loved him. He's just like it's because of the fact that he's like down to earth and poor, unlike most other ones, and. I, I think we can argue that Dylan is already as intelligent as Peter Parker. Oh, <laughs> thanks. That actually uh, that makes me feel a lot better about myself because I don't think so at all. But, Just uh, your nerdy thing kind of proves it. But it's not like, let's build web shooters. It's like, let's make <laughs> robots that can pour drinks. Yeah, I actually, I, I've always wanted to go as Spider-Man for um, Halloween but I want my own web shooters. So I have to build my own web shooters in order to do that. And I just haven't had the time to do so. So that is something I plan on doing in the future, though. It probably won't work as, as well as uh, Spider-Man's would as a gamode. Okay. A great, great memory of old time haver. Okay. 
Mm-hmm. Have you have you guys heard that joke before? Dig a mode. I I don't believe I have. So our president you know, always talks about how Michael he has- repeats jokes. Anthony references jokes that there's no way anyone ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you if you watch things on cracks, yeah, you would. Um, so so our president likes to talk about how he has the greatest memory of all time, or one ah. of the greatest memories of all time. So it's called a gamode, greatest memory of all, all uh, time. Yeah. Um, as someone who has a gamote, uh, it's hard being super smart all the time. It is so hard. <laughs> it just You're just surrounded by idiots all the time, and you're like, this is depressing. Nobody can understand my struggle. So it's not the superpower you want. It's a burden, a curse. <laughs> that was the most, the most around-the-corner Trump reference you've ever made. <laughs> That's actually a really good one, though. You took a superhero conversation. Well, being that the first time we ever talked about Trump on the show was when we were talking about comic books, it makes sense. Oh, yeah, that was right, huh? But to make it even better is I really don't have that great of a memory. So it was just like a really weird joke that isn't even based in reality. Well, most of these superpowers we're talking about aren't either. So, I mean... Mm, this is true. So, Brian, <laughs> your power. All right. So, as an IT guy, I think my job would be a whole lot easier if I um, had technopathy. Okay. The ability yep. to talk to computers? To all technology. Technology. Okay. Being able to tap into the internet mentally, to be able to tell machines to do things, to be able to ask a machine what's wrong. I can already think of thoughts, but go on. Oh, yeah, I'm sure you can. To just like have a sense for the machine, like you know if it's running too hot without having to run a sensor, so you can you can take you can take all your monitoring software off because you can just do it yourself. That does sound kind of useful, actually. Oh my gosh, it would just be fantastic. I mean, imagine being able to put something in the microwave and leave the room and know when the timer went off without hearing it. I know that's a very mundane use of a power. But I think about these things quite a bit because I hate it when I forget stuff in the microwave. Well, let's be fair, though. I mean, if if any of us have superpowers, I mean, how many of us would go off and become heroes? Probably not a lot of us. I think a lot of us would just use these powers to make our daily life a lot easier. Oh, hell yeah. Because the moment you realize to be a superhero means you have to get shot at and stabbed at and all these other things, you kind of go, oh, being a hero sounds like it sucks. Oh, you know, with it, it'd be easy to be a hero with like technopathy. Because you could be the bystander across the street and make the cop car crash into the bad guy. Oh, jeez. I mean, that's brutal, but you'd be far away from it. It'd be like watching it in a movie. It wouldn't be like pulling the yeah. trigger on the gun. Yeah, hmm. no, you're, you're entirely right. So, so things wrong. You talk about tapping into the Internet. I'm not sure if you've been on the Internet, but there's a lot of really terrible things on the Internet. I just imagine the moment you tap into that, your brain just like filled the most gruesome terrible horrible things and you just fall into a puddle of just like i can't go on anymore life is too terrible i'm okay with getting turned into a supervillain. <laughs> it's like you tap into the internet and you just go completely freaking mental and then you become the human equivalent of skynet and think that humanity has to be wiped out because of all the filth they've created yeah, that's kind of what I imagine would happen. Like, just like all the like the child porn and the murder stuff and all that stuff, just on the internet, just in your brain, and you'd instantly be like, well, "This species needs to be eradicated now." 
You're also assuming that you don't have control over the ability. Yeah. Well, okay, so you you said technopathy as in, like, you could just... The technology can talk to you, and you can talk to it. So, why would the internet not tell you everything? What if What if it just talks to you, and it tells you, like, bad things? Like, it has its own, like, mind or voice. That would be see, weird. See, that would be the thing, is, like, if it was a comic book, you would immediately discover that the internet was evil. Yeah. And that would be the villain. That would be hilarious. Just like just instantly, you're like, "Wow, the internet is bad." You know, like everybody thinks the internet's this great thing, and then all of a sudden, you just like, "I want to talk to the internet," and you just find out the internet's a dick. That'd be hilarious. You know, comic book writer who listens to our podcast, this is my idea. <laughs> <laughs> the one comic book writer you know. that we know. The, oh no, we know more than one comic book writer who listens to our podcast. That'd be hilarious, though. I'm trying to think of other downsides, though, because there's got to be more than that. You know, the only downside I can really see is your power only works with, like, electric, anything that has electrical. Like, if it's purely mechanical, it probably wouldn't work. Yeah, uh, it, it, you know, you'd, you'd have to get into psychokinesis at that point, and a lot yeah. of the technopaths in the comics have a small amount of psychokinesis that's, that's limited to machines, but I wasn't even thinking that. I, I just want to be able to communicate with electronic devices, and I mm. mean... Well, we yeah, have so much stuff that has computers and electronics in it now that... See, the thing about your power that confuses me is, okay, so are you implying that electrical technology, like devices like computers and toasters and cars and microwaves, have a consciousness? Or are you giving them a consciousness in the process of talking to them? See... Well, you're you're assuming communication is is based purely on talking back and forth, but the communication could be more or less just like electrical signaling that's identifying problems or something like that. You can also tell it to turn on things like that. So not necessarily a conscious, I would think. Though I mean, that would be an interesting way of looking at something. I think the story would be more interesting, and I think of it from a narrative perspective that all of a sudden you find out all these things have their own level of consciousness on a metaphysical level that it's sort of like atomism where every object has a spirit so electronic devices have it too yeah so you'd be like a cyber shaman (laughs) cyber shaman in 40k they call it the machine spirit that's pretty cool and nothing i could come up with 40k has always done it (laughs) seriously (laughs) and they do have techno priests that do kind of like talk to the spirits in the machines so that power is actually a thing that exists in one universe that i know of when playing mage i always really like the virtual adepts for that reason the mage role-playing game i haven't either but i can imagine are there is there technology based stuff yeah the virtual adepts are are cyber wizards that's pretty cool i want to be a cyber wizard that sounds awesome there's, yeah, there's a great, like, literature base for it. Like, in the Babylon 5 universe, there's technomancers. They use technology to create things that look like magic. Oh, yeah, like, technology that's so advanced, it might as well be magic. Starfinder has technomancers, which are combining magic with technology. I know what class I'm playing in Starfinder. <laughs> you know, I didn't research it, but there are a lot of technopaths in the comics. Oh, are there? Yeah. Anthony, what is yours? Okay, so mine is also based around mundane things. I kind of wish I could freeze time. But, like, 
make it to where I can still interact with things. Not like, oh, time's frozen and I'm frozen too. Because there have been so many times that I've woken up in the morning and been like, I'm still tired and I have to go to work in an hour. Freeze time, go back to sleep for another two hours. Wake up later, unfreeze time, go to work. You know, I don't have an argument against it, but you basically want Zach Morris's power. <laughs> want Zach Morris's power? Time out. Oh, just time out. Oh. Zach Morris had a superpower on Saved by the Bell. He oh, did, yeah. yeah. That's right. I do have to say this, though I didn't point this out on my own. There is a cracked video called The Best Superpower, and it was the reason why I wasn't going to use timeout, but since you did it, it's okay. They did The Best Superpower, and they said timeout is the best superpower. So not freeze time, but timeout. That's it, basically the same thing, right? You know. Now, my only problem is, is how does this work? Okay, so I thought about this, and I'm like, that'd be a cool power. But then I thought, okay, if you froze everything, so light is based on waves and protons and things like that. Those things are, they have mass, small amounts of mass. So if I froze time, would light freeze? And if light froze, then wouldn't I be blind every time I froze time? See, now you're getting into the realism thing. (laughs) And you're trying to make sense of something that's nonsensical. That's like what you're supposed to do when you when you argue against it. I tend to have really flexible logic when it comes to superpowers. So I think when you're freezing time, there's a very complex thing going on. It's not like a universal time is frozen because if you froze time, you'd freeze the rotation of the Earth. So I don't know what that would do to you physiologically. Mm. Yeah. No, that would be bad, I think. And then uh, I'd have to yeah, freeze gravity. Bad. I'd have to like freeze gravity. And oh man, my brain's starting to hurt. Well, and then just imagine if you just froze Earth and it's no longer continually continuing along its orbit in the same path as, as it's expecting to. Oh, that'd be so bad. It was my favorite hero on Heroes was Hero. Yeah. Or Hito. Yeah. Hito. Where he had the ability to freeze time i mean he also had time travel and teleportation powers but he could freeze time Mm -hmm. and he could move things around but he had to put a great amount of effort into it yeah like it was almost like things things density was increased when he was when when time was frozen well it's probably because everything was like in a time lock so at that point when you're moving things like you're like you're trying to move this thing that time wants it to be in a certain place and you're moving it beyond where it's physically supposed to be at according to the timeline. You that could would, also I think that'd be you hard. Could also say that you're you're not freezing time. You're moving so fast that time is frozen. Yeah, but if I'm laying down and sleeping for this, I'm not moving. So that wouldn't work. That works if like you're the flash and you have super speed. But that wouldn't work if I was like, I want to sleep a little bit longer, freeze time. At that point the power would cease existing Hmm. so i'm gonna stick with the timeout thing though because as long as we avoid all the the realistic things that would actually happen if you froze time it sounds like a cool power and apparently crack.com thinks it's the best power yeah they did it on after hours i'll I'll share the link in the show notes they really describe it well because zach doesn't just do it to narrate to the camera he does time out narrates to the camera and then he manipulates events like he he makes Slater punch Mr. Belting. That's crazy. I don't remember I, that one, but that's crazy. Yeah, that is kind of crazy. It is weird when you realize that there are certain TV shows that are supposed to be based in reality, and you're like, wait a minute. There are superpowers in this TV show, and they just never explain it. 
Well, another yeah. thing that Crack did with Saved by the Bell is they came up with the theory that Saved by the Bell is Zach's dreams, and he really isn't a very popular kid in school. I've heard that. I, I think I saw that episode. Because if you listen to the theme song, it doesn't portray what Zach is really like. Because the theme song almost sounds like he's a loser. No, I feel bad for him. Not really. He's kind of a jerk a lot of times. <laughs> yeah, it's it's sort of like Zach becomes his Tyler Durden when he's sleeping. Oh, that would be a cool power. Speaking of that, Brian, what would be your superpower? If you don't say Tyler Durden powers, I'll it's, be very upset with it's you. It's Dylan's turn because we're looping back to the beginning. Okay, fine. Dylan, I guess. Sorry. Okay. So it's a good thing I had two prepared then. My my second one, the one that I was kind of debating over the enhanced intelligence, is actually uh, adaptation. So like the ability to instinctively react to any environment and adapt to the situation to give yourself more of an advantage. So think like uh, like genetic manipulation. Yeah, basically. So so um, do you remember uh, when they did X Men, the like the first movie, the remake of the X Men or whatever where they had um, Xavier going around to collect all the mutants to make like a team. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah I, th- I think I do. So there was a character in there called Darwin and his powers were the ability to react to his environment and change his physiological being. So like there's a point where he sticks his head into a fish tank and he grows gills. That's X-Men spe- first class. Yeah, I specifically yeah. remember that scene. Yeah, X-Men first class. Yeah, so basically think like that. So you, you have the ability. So say somebody was fighting you and they use, I don't know, like um, some type of energy beam or whatever. Maybe your body would react and be able to absorb those and shoot them back. Or if like all of a sudden you're in a desert and all of a sudden your body was like able to suck moisture out of the air. Or... Yeah. So it's, yeah. it's not quite the absorbing man. It's more perfect adaptation. Yeah. Basically think like that. Um, there's a bunch of people that have it in comic books. I, I mean, there are limitations, of course, um, you know, limitations would be like how fast your body can react to the in- situation. And there know? are probably certain physical limitations that you just can never supersede. Like you couldn't become like super heat resistant and survive the sun, probably. Yeah, there are certain limitations. I, um, I think that the power would I think that the power would be much more interesting if you could survive the sun. Because it would be like perfect adaptation because it would like you become almost like a tardigrade. Well, at that point, that power is immortal. Like you're talking I mean, about immortality. Almost, no, and, probably. Well, those kind of characters in the comics tend to be immortal beings. Or close to it. They don't have the ability to manipulate the world perfectly, but they can adapt to everything. Yeah. Like so, they wouldn't be the most powerful, but they would be the pretty much the most indestructible. Yeah, they'd be the most survivable for sure. Oh, yeah. So like uh, when I was looking it up, some of the things that people said limitations would be like you wouldn't be able to take somebody on that was omnipotent. That would be able to know what's going to happen and react to that before you had the ability to react to it. Um, So stuff like that would be kind of interesting to see. Oh, because, yeah, you're reactive. So you, yeah, if someone is looking, you know, forward into into like time they would know what to do to you before you could react to it Um, yeah you would also be weak to reality manipulators also true yes but i mean everyone is because reality manipulators are the most powerful in the universe in the comics yeah well and let's be fair here we're talking about us having power so so far all these weaknesses are are based on other people having powers i'm okay with that 
just because I like turning everything into a comic discussion. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think that's fair. Well, I, for instance, in that first class, um, Darwin is the first character to actually die. And that's because the other guy, and I can't remember his name now, puts that glowing explosion ball into his mouth and his body instinctively reacts to it and crumbles. So, But it's only instinctual, so you can't control it at all, though, right? Um, there are some people that have... Like in the comics and stories and stuff that have the ability to control how they uh, they react to situations. So like if you think the situation is going to be something, your body would react to how you think is going like what you think is going to happen. But you have to actually believe it. That's part of the yeah, thing. You'd have to believe it. You'd have to practice. It would yeah. require meditation and stuff like that. You brought up a really good point, Anthony, where you were saying we're like saying where a lot of these things are coming up with are involving other people having powers. My logic goes to the level that if a situation happened that gave me powers, other people would probably have powers too. Yeah, just that is fair. You know, it, it's sort of like you think you can go at it. Uh, you can go at it a, a number of ways. You can go at it like no one's ever gotten powers before, so if you get powers, you're going to be the only one. Or nobody's ever had powers before, so if something happens that gives somebody powers, other people are obviously going to get them too. Yeah. Well, think like uh, Static Shock, if you guys ever watched that show. I loved that show when I was a kid. <laughs> With the uh, the Big Bang or whatever that they had. Yeah. And all those people got powers. Yeah, just like a bunch of people randomly got powers. Yeah. So some something similar to that, I would imagine, would be more likely to happen rather than just one individual person getting powers. I am getting a little tired on the flash of the only way to get powers is dark matter. I haven't even seen the Flash show. They've turned dark matter into a universal power-giving thing. I I stopped. I stopped watching it. It's gotten so comic booky. I like it even more now. Really? Yeah. It's gotten so comic-y. Like like you get scenes with the villains in their lairs now. Oh, that sounds so awesome. Yeah. And might I have mean, to get into it again. Yeah, I love that comic booky feel where it's like they go to the they they cut to the scene where the villain is plotting the hero's demise from the lair. Hmm. So I did think of a possible downside to the power though e- that would be a downside even if no one else has powers. What's that? This insane amount of changing your genetic code and changing your body this much would cause rampant rampant mutations to the point that like i'm pretty sure you'd end up getting really super bad cancer yeah you you know since cancer is caused by rapid mitosis of cells the source of the power might even be cancer you could be a superhero you could like get cancer and then get superpowers from it that's interesting i like that well then wouldn't you turn into something like a deadpool where your body's like continually mutating to stop the cancer yeah so you like you you would be hideous I mean, that would be a definite downside. Well, yeah, but I mean, wouldn't you also be like kind of constantly in pain? Like, I can't imagine that's very comfortable. Yeah, that would probably be another downside. I mean, rapid body adaptation would probably hurt. Yeah, but yeah, I can't it, imagine that would feel good. But but pain is one of the things your body responds to. So your body would probably adapt to the pain. Yeah. Your nervous system would probably modify. This power sounding pretty awesome. It, it's a good one. It's a good one. Yeah. Um, pretty awesome. All right. My next one is going to be um, ability mimicry. This works really well in a world with powers or without powers. So like rogue? Um, no. Um, 
I watch Michael Phelps on TV and then I can swim like he can. Oh, oh, okay. Like um, you just have to see them, just look at them, do it. Yeah, like Taskmaster from the comics. There was a a character in Hero that had that ability. Yeah, that in the later seasons. Um, yeah, but I I think of it like powers too, um, just because I like that. But I mean, even in like in a world without powers, ability mimicry is neat because it's like. How'd you do that magic trick? And then you can do that magic trick after you watch him do the magic trick. And you you wouldn't understand how the trick works. You'd just be able to do it because you watched it. And then you'd learn how it works by doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, it it'd be like um, a, like um, super adaptive muscle memory. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, your your power basically like think of it like you could watch like a five star chef or something like that. Cook this amazing meal and then you'd be able to replicate it perfectly. Yeah, I. Taskmaster was one of my favorite villains in the comics because he would, if he watched a fighting style, he would know it and he'd be able to record it, recall it all the time. So he would fight Captain America, switching back and forth between like 19 hero and villains fighting styles, including Captain America's. It's pretty cool. So what would be the downsides? I like coming out with downsides. They're fun. (laughs) Yeah, that's, that's what makes this conversation dynamic. Uh, do you have any control over it? Or is it like if you see someone have a power, like an ability, it's like instantly like, bam, happens. Um, sure. Sure to what? Which one? Sure. It bam happens. It's, there's no control over it whatsoever. Okay. So, holy shit, that would be really bad then. Cause like all the time you'd just be like changing your abilities or maybe you could be overload. Well, you recall all of them. Okay, so you're saying like a perfect recall because I know a lot of comic books and and TV shows that have this ability. um, The limitation is like, so for instance, the girl in Hero, she would see something and be able to have that ability, but she would forget it after like a couple hours or something or a couple days, something like that. And then there was a character in Static Shock, since I talked about that earlier, that was able to copy powers by grabbing them, similar to like Rogue, but he can only hold on to so many at a time. And Peter to, Petrelli could do that on um, Heroes, and he ended up being able to control the ability to be able to use as many powers as he wanted all the time. And he got too powerful for the show, and they had to nerf him. And I always thought that that was a mistake. I thought they should have just kept him that powerful on the show. Wouldn't that get too much for your brain, though? Like, that's too much on your body? Like, that's just too much stuff. Like, I yep, can't imagine your I'm brain and body could and do all that. I'm becoming a supervillain again in one of my powers. Well, no, I think like literally your body might crumble. I feel like that would go back to that adaptation type thing. You would be absorbing too much. Your body probably couldn't handle all the changes. Well, I think that there would be like things that there would probably be a limit to it. Like if you're just talking about abilities, be a certain level where if your physiology isn't changing, like if I tried to swim, like if I watched Michael Phelps, I could probably become a much better swimmer. But because I don't have the same body as him, I wouldn't be the same. Yeah, that's true. So you'll never be able to be as good as the original. Unless my physiology and mental ability matched the person. At which point, I don't even think that's possible because every single person with a power or an ability of some kind would have different physiology and mental ability. Well, if you put that, well, you, there, there's obviously some changing going on. So, but, but I mean, if you put limitations on it, it still would be really useful. Because oh, you yeah. could like, oh no, it'd be super useful. Yeah, like you could watch, you could watch Julia Child chop onions and then chop onions like Julia Child. 
And again, this I think this comes back to that whole like if we got superpowers, we really wouldn't be super villains or superheroes. We'd probably use it for more mundane things. Yeah, just we'd be Yeah, we'd be really boring. I think it would yeah. make my job a whole lot easier because I watch YouTube videos that teach me how to do things. Imagine having that perfect recall where you could just watch the video and then be able and, to do it exactly the first time. Worried about picking up on a b- ability or power that you don't like. Like maybe there's a person who's like really mean and bitchy, and I guess that could be considered an ability. And as you see them do that, all of a sudden you become really mean and bitchy. Like maybe they're really good at make of of saying really snide and like hurting comments. That's kind of an ability. I don't know. Like what's an ability now? Yeah. All right, Anthony, what's your what's your last one? Um, I'm not going to lie. I kind of really when I saw the Doctor Strange movie, I really liked their whole powers of like, I, I guess that's reality manipulation, right? Um, it's reality kinda? manipulation that you would have to learn and use objects to enhance because Doctor Strange gets most of his power from artifacts. Artifacts. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, actually, I watched a really interesting video on YouTube about it. Um, I don't know if you guys have heard of um, Sanderson's Laws of Magic. No, 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 I have not. So he's a uh, he's a book writer, and so um, he has these laws of magic that that he put out there for writing books about ma- that use magic. Because um, if you just had somebody that just had magic and then pulled like a Deus Ex Machina. Like, that doesn't make the story very interesting, right? Like, just being able to say, oh, this one thing that I've never talked about or shown you before is the perfect thing that I can use for this situation. So this guy compared Doctor Strange to his laws of magic, and um, Doctor Strange is perfectly within that. In that, um, Throughout the whole movie, he only uses a couple of spells, just uses them differently. Oh, cool. You know yeah. what? You said DSX Machina, and that made me think of another really cool power. I might replace it with this one. The ability to create DSX Machinas whenever you need them. Like, That's anytime there's a situation and you're like, I need a thing to solve this situation. Bam! Thing pops up out of nowhere and solves the problem. There are a few superheroes who have that power. Is there really? That's cool. Um, I- there, there are variations on it. Like, Forge from the X-Men. Uh-huh. He can make anything that the team needs at any time. He has a mutant ability that lets him make stuff. Hmm. He ends up being a, he's a fabulous engineer because of it. Interesting. Um, yeah, he's so the cool. deus ex machina machine. He, he, he's the one who makes deus ex machina in a lot of X-Men stories. Um, another good example is Domino. I've heard of Domino, but I don't remember. Yeah, Domino. me neither. Exactly. Domino has probability altering powers. So she has like a good luck field and a bad luck field for her enemies. Oh, Oh, so you can like not exactly alter reality, but make things more probable to happen. Like a gun is more likely to jam or a bullet is likely to just move in the right way to hit two foes. Hers are very little minor things. Since she pairs up with Deadpool a lot, a lot of her abilities is basic. Like a lot of times in the comics, her ability would be like Deadpool trips and slips and stabs himself through the heart with his own sword. <laughs> That's, That's awesome. Great. But yeah, I, I, I want to change my answer to that DSX mocking a machine create, creator or something like some sort of way that I could just be like, make this thing to make my problem go away. I don't know if there's any real faults with that. Yeah, it's kind of a hard one to think of faults for. Life would get boring. Yeah, 
That's a like, good one. Because like you never have to think your way out of a problem. You could just literally be like, oh, there's this thing. Okay, here we go. Snap my finger. It's solved. You know like, what? You 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 kind of have like wish logic too. Like the Deus Ex Machina might have consequences associated with them. Yeah, of course there'd be consequences. Like so if something comes out of nowhere to solve your problem, where did that thing come from and what was the circumstances of it showing up? Yeah. Yeah, and was that problem worth solving? Like maybe the problem is I'm feeling kind of hungry right now and then, oh, look, food. And then it's like, yeah, but that food came from somewhere so some other person starved or something. Oh, you could also do like the um, the power is reacting to every problem so you have a conflict-free life. Is it reactionary? Because my thing was I just make it happen. So I guess I could just like not do it to every problem. Well, you'd probably get hooked on it like a drug. Yeah, I think you would. Like after you solve your first big problem, you're like, I could solve every problem. And then before you know it, you're just laying in bed not doing anything. Or it like dominoes to the point where you've wiped out all life on Earth. Oh, geez, that would be awful. Because you then solved all the problems. So I'd become a supervillain. You know, it's like, well, not not even intentionally. Like you could be watching the news and just be thinking about like, I wish something would happen to stop all this strife in the world. And then the world explodes. Oh, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> like, not even on purpose. Oh, shit. Yeah. So unintended consequences is probably the worst thing about this power. Yeah. Well, think of, like, I was just thinking of one. Just imagine, like, uh, watching a hostage situation or something. And you're just like, man, I wish those guys were stopped. And then a plane flew into the building or something. Because you wanted them stopped. But you didn't say, like, you didn't necessarily think about, like, how they would be stopped. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I... I want to stop and then the in, everybody dies, including the hostages. Yeah, exactly. Everybody going to die. Um, gets a cool it made power, me though. think of Death Note. Yeah, yeah, yeah it did. I Similar. still like the power, though. I, 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 I'm um, assuming that it wouldn't be that bad, that maybe I'd have a little bit more control over it or something. I do want to mention real quick my favorite power from the comics. Sure. Multiple man. Multiple man. Is that where the one that he creates multiples of himself? He creates multiples of himself that are all like individual personalities that it it's it's crazy. It's just like all these different duplicates. And he's one of the most powerful superheroes, but he's underrated because it's he he's the guy who just makes multiples of himself. But it's like he can make a crap ton of multiples of himself and they can operate independently. Yeah. That's interesting. My girlfriend said that I would probably use my DSX mocking powers to just create endless supplies of burritos for myself. You know, you'd get really a mat. Like, think of how you feel when you play video games. It would mm-hmm. make video games a lot less fun because you'd be constantly trying not to use your powers. It'd be like trying not to cheat in a game. Oh, geez. That would suck. Oh, yeah. Oh, man, this challenge just appeared in this game. Bam. All of a sudden, you know how to solve it. That would suck. Well, no, I mean, I, I, I get what you're saying. Like, uh, like you know, in a, in a computer game, you have console commands. You could literally console command your way out of a problem in a computer, in a yeah. computer game. So imagine basically having console commands to life. That's what the DSX mocking yeah. powers would be. Yeah. And then after a while, it gets to the point where you're like, oh, okay, another thing I can't deal with, console command. And then you don't learn to deal with any problems. So by the time you get to the end of the game, when, you know, like there's the final boss and you're like, fuck, I never actually learned how to properly play the game. So I have to cheat to win every thing that's kind of what would happen with life you'd never learn to be able to deal with anything properly so you'd have to cheat always 
Oh my gosh. Life would become you, very bad. You just did something unintentionally. What? You just described the origin of Rick from Rick and Morty. <laughs> I think I do. Maybe I did. Yeah. Because he's a scientist that can make anything. And yeah. he deus is mocking it his way through life. And now he's completely jaded and disillusioned and just a not, just like Man, nothing, matters yeah, nothing matters. Nothing matters. Anything anymore. Yeah. Like super nihilism would like just take over your life. What would so, stop you from not killing yourself? Well, I think that's part of the thing with Rick and Morty. Yeah. Because Rick, Rick can't do that. He can't kill himself. He's too narcissistic. Right. But he constantly thinks about it. Hmm. This power went from really cool to really bad really quick. <laughs> I think that's with all of the powers we've kind of talked about. There's a lot right. of problems that would come with them. Human beings should not have superpowers. <laughs> Probably why we don't. <laughs> um, before we describe a movie badly, mm-hmm. um, I, I want you to look at something on YouTube after the show. And I'll share it in the show notes. But there is a dude in um, India who's immune to high voltage electricity. That is weird. He will like he can literally hold on to a power cord and hold a light bulb in his other hand and have it light up. Oh, is this was he on that show that um Stanley's uh, superhero? Superhero? He show? was. He was. And I've watched tons of videos on him. And he's supposedly legit. I'm sure it could be some complex hoax, but I'm pretty sure it's real. Well, I would have to imagine because I think the whole Stanley superhero thing, they wanted the legit stuff. I don't think they would have shown anything that wasn't. Well, I'm, I'm sure there's still people co- claim that he's just really good at faking it. Yeah, I'm sure there are a bunch. Of, well, I mean, there are people out there that believe the moon landing was fake. Those people or like this friend of mine on Facebook who's who's now become a flat earther for some reason. I don't think there are any real flat earthers. I think everyone is just doing it to troll the world. I yeah, and I'm sitting there, and I'm like seeing the stuff he says, and I'm like, he's either like really dumb, or he's like the best troll ever, because he seems really like really adamant. And I always call him out. I'm always like, dude, you're 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 a troll. You got to be. And he's like, I'm not a troll. There, is, the Earth is flat. And I'm like, what? <laughs> so movie described badly. Um, hold on a second. I'm gonna mute real quick to see if the dog stops barking. Yeah, no problem. Uh, movie described badly. Dylan and I are going to explain mystery men. God damn dog. Um, we're going <laughs> to. All right. Movie described badly. Dylan and I are going to describe mystery. Hold on. I got to get the dog. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any pets? I have a dog and a baby. The baby kind of count. You know, he's two. He counts as kind of like a pet. Baby counts as a pet. <laughs> yeah, he's he's pretty much a pet. Well, if that's the case, then I'll be excited to get my baby pet here in a month. Wait, you're having a baby? You didn't Whoa. know that? Oh, shit. Yeah, duh. You're... <laughs> I was going to say, you saw my wife. At my I, know, I saw your wife and she was pregnant. Yeah, duh. <laughs> <laughs> my girlfriend's just laughing and shaking her head. Just like, you're a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. Uh, yeah, babies are like pets, but kind of worse. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, there there are a lot there are a lot less resilient than pets. Babies are like goldfish. I would prefer a goldfish over a baby because goldfish don't at least they don't make noise, and you don't feel as bad when they die. Yeah, you just (laughs) holy crap! 
That got really dark. Oh my yeah, god! You can, you can flush the goldfish down the toilet. Well, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> oh jeez! Now we're getting started towards those dead baby jokes. You have listened to our podcast before. Everything oh. ends up in dead baby jokes. <laughs> I don't think we've ever told a dead baby joke on the uh, on like any of our episodes. I don't think we're going to because we have to describe a movie badly to Anthony. <laughs> and good, good segue. Dylan and I are going to describe Mystery Men to Anthony. Dylan, why don't you go first? Okay, so you've got people that have superpowers, and by superpowers, I mean absolutely nothing to make them special. They just think they do. And they try to save the world, or not the world, but the city that they live in. And through a crazy happenstance of mistakes, they actually succeed. That's kind was of, actually a good description. Yeah. That's a good description. I, it, that was a good description of a movie. You suck at this, Dylan. <laughs> well, you know, the, the thing about it is I, that it was accurately describing it, but it's still a really shitty way of thinking about it. The movie, though, my favorite thing about it is the fact that uh, here, you want me to try it again? I think I can. No, no, it's my it's my turn. It's my turn. I'm only giving you you a hard time. No, no, I I know you go ahead and then I want to try it one more time because I think I have a better way of describing it. Um, A really, really angry guy, a girl with a skull and a bowling ball and a dude who throws cutlery fight a really, really evil dude and somehow win. That was pretty good. Okay. Okay. All right, Dylan, go ahead and try again. Okay. Uh, so um, Pee Wee Herman and uh, Derek Zoolander, along with other misfits, take on uh, crazy Frankenstein after killing a superhero and actually save the day. <laughs> that was okay. good. That was good. That was so good. I, I, I do want to share some stuff about this movie. There is a chick who has a power to control a bowling ball because a bowling ball has a skull of her dead father inside it. Yeah, that's fucking weird. Um, um, Pee Wee Herman has the ability to shoot farts at people and knock them out. So awesome. I want that power. That's the spleen. That's what we were talking about earlier. And Ben Stiller has the power to get really angry. Yes. Wait, like he just gets really angry. Yep. He doesn't like get strong or anything. He just gets really mad. It's implied that he gets strong, but you'd never see him actually do any feats of strength. Yeah, there's a there's a scene where they're talking about it and like they said he lifted a bus and he's like, I, I didn't actually lift it. And they're like, well, didn't what you do? He goes, I, I pushed it. And they're like, well, that's takes a feat of strength. And he's like, well, I only pushed it like an inch. <laughs> so and uh, the um. The um the villain is named Casanova Frankenstein. Weird. <laughs> and he it's has a, a great movie. Yeah, he actually he pulls in like he has a lot of weird like underlings that are with him too that have these weird like uh I don't know what you would call it um themes about them. So you've got like go-go dancers and uh mob men and stuff like that and they all work for him. Yeah, and all the different crime bosses are like tropes. So like there's the frat boys. And oh, there's you know, like the mean girls. Yeah, and uh and there was something else. Uh I totally forgot. Um you remember Keenan and Kel? Yeah. Kel is in it. Who loves orange soda? 
Yeah, Kale he's in it on soda as uh, as an invisible boy. Yeah, he can he turn can invisible. invisible. Can he turn boy. invisible? He can he only can. turn invisible when no one's looking at him. Yeah, <laughs> such a useless power. <laughs> it actually comes into play at one point during the movie, and for some reason, though, when he does turn invisible, his clothes fall off of his body as well. What? Yeah. Yeah, and I then when people turn around and No, no, he, uh, I mean it, it, at least it doesn't show him taking it off. As far as I can remember, it just looks like he's saying, you know, um you're not visible or, you know, become invisible or something. And then all of a sudden he, he like does the thing that he's supposed to do and then everybody turns around and he's standing there naked. <laughs> because people look at him so he's no longer invisible. So, yeah. This is such a terrible power. I can go invisible, but only if you don't look at me. There yeah. was this. So speaking of terrible powers, there was this, there's this British show called Misfits. And it's about all these teens in a juvenile um, community service program that get powers through a storm. And all around the city, other people got powers, too. Well, in one of the later seasons of the show, there's a dude who gets the power of lactokinesis. To control milk? He can, he can control milk. What? It's portrayed as a crazy, like, party trick, kind of useless superpower. But he ends up being, like, the most vile supervillain ever. Jesus. Because he, he can control the milk inside people's bodies and make them choke to death. Oh, God. That sounds pretty terrible. Ha, ha. Me and Brian would be safe. We're vegans. We don't drink milk. You can't get us lactokinesis, man. Was he called the milkman? I, I don't <laughs> think anyone really had supervillain or superhero names on that show. It was sort of... See, Heroes was partially based on the concept of that show. Got it. Um, I still think he should have been called the milkman. No, Misfits was really good. The, um, the powers were like... Um, were, were, some of them were very useful... But like others were like this one guy could just switch genders, <laughs> just switch between genders. And they would they would explore really crazy stories on that show. Like he gets pregnant. Oh, God. But he gets pregnant by himself. Oh, geez. Oh, that's, that's even weird. Uh, that's yeah. That's what kind of child would come out of that? Yeah. Himself. That'd be that, weird. That'd be a cool power to be able to switch sexes. There's that'd be a cool power. You're just it, thinking of switching to go into like different bathrooms or bathing yeah, classes been a while or something. Since I've seen the show. So I I'm I'm like only really thinking of the super noteworthy ones. Um oh there was a um a woman who whenever she touched anybody, she made them desire her like uncontrollably. So oh, wow. she ends up not being able to touch anybody. So super lust powers? Yeah. Um and it kind of played off her personality because she was sort of a slutty kind of girl who used sex to get what she wanted. But when if she touched someone and they became like uncontrollable desire to her, like someone tried to rape her. Oh, God. Um, so it it ends. She ends up being isolated and not being able to touch anybody. And she ends up forming a um, she ends up forming a healthy relationship with a guy by having a relationship and they don't touch. It's kind of like pushing up daisies. Yeah, it's kind of like pushing up daisies. I miss that show. Yeah, the, um, I, I highly recommend Misfits. I might have to look into it because that kind of sounds weird. Uh, it's, it's a good show. It's, 
it's it's very raw and graphic at times. Hmm. Okay, be aware. Yeah, it's very raw and graphic at times. It's it's our it's a very raw gritty show. It's it's about delinquents in delinquents in London. So, well, well, I guess that is it, everybody. I've been told, you know, about this really terrible movie, and we talked about what superpowers are the best and why, and we had our friend Dylan Shanahan, the robot master. I before we close out, I just want to say, Anthony, excellent job hosting. Yeah, I, I hope I did well. I no, you did fantastic. Yes. Yeah, you, I never really had to bother you about the time or rambling or anything. It was like a dream come true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we we like Michael's rambling. You like Michael's rambling. <laughs> mm. All right, Dylan, do you have anything you want to share with the listeners? Anything you want to promote or talk about? Uh, yeah, so um, I know we talked about me coming on to do uh, robots before, and uh, I'm still super excited to do that. So I just figured I'd give a little tidbit before going into that. But I don't know. Are you guys familiar with Boston Dynamics? I've seen the nope. videos where they kick robots over. Yeah. yeah oh, so OK. Those videos. Got it. Yeah, that's what they, they made famous was, you know, their first one was Big Dog. Um, which they kicked over, and then they had the new one was uh, that walking two-legged robot where they kept trying to pick up boxes and he kept hitting it away type of thing. So they actually just released a new video with that same robot, the two-legged one, running over obstacle courses type thing. So he's doing like hardcore parkour type stuff, and at the very end, he does a perfect backflip. And so that is some of the newest things to come to robots and it's just the craziest stuff that people are going gaga over. I saw that video on Facebook. I thought it was so cool. I was like, oh, my God. Like, just a few years ago, robots could barely walk. Now they're doing backflips. Yeah. Yeah. So that's uh, that's one thing. And the other thing that I'd say is. Uh, oh, hold on. Hold on. Yeah. I got a question about it real fast. Yeah. 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 Did they program the course into the robot beforehand? So it's not much of a course so much as it's just like these um, like kind of like different height sized uh Yeah, pads or stepping stools where they show the robot being able to come up to it and then jump up on top and still be able to maintain its stability. Um, I'm not sure if they're using sensors to to recognize how high it is, but I would assume so because they did that on a previous robot, being able to judge the height differences and being able to jump over it. So I would imagine that they didn't program it into it and it just knew how to react to the environment. Oh, okay. So it's, it's definitely something interesting um, just to see that robots are becoming more human-like and being able to do more gymnastic-like um, movements. Um, but then on the other side of things, now we're getting into like the crazy sci-fi stuff. Have you guys seen the Megabots versus uh, Karatis? I have. Oh. Yeah. So I loved the first one they did where the Japanese robot just runs up and knocks it over (laughs) so cool so anthony have you even heard about this or no is this the one where like japan and america are making like battle robots to fight each other yes they already had the fight it's on youtube you can go look it up who won or should i wait i i I shared it on the nerd podcast radio page okay i'll have to go watch that who won um or do you not want to spoil it the, um, I, no, I'll spoil uh, it. I don't. Yeah, care. go ahead. It's been um, out for a little bit. Japan won the first match, which was hand to hand. 
Yeah. And then the weapons match, America won. Of course. And the uh, weapons duh. match was the well, one that mattered because the hand-to-hand match was a special request by um, the Japanese. And, so I think they were both technically hand-to-hand. Um, just the first robot America had built when they challenged it, they had created it for long range. So it had like cannons and, and stuff like that on it. And they didn't have any close range weaponry for hand to hand. So that's why they built their new one. Oh, you mean America made a, made a robot specializing in using guns? Who could have possibly seen that happen? Oh, yeah. Uh, they well, shoot the, giant three pound paintballs. The, the second fight America won because the robot was just much more beefy and stabilized than the Japanese robot. And it tore the other robot apart. They were yeah. mechs, not not just straight up robots. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, so it's uh they're they're wanting to start a giant like robot fighting league, and they already have a challenger in China. So this is kind of the start of giant robot fighting. It's you not know? the flashiest, but like just the fact that it started. Oh no, that second fight was pretty fun to watch. Oh yeah. Yeah, and no, the first that was fight crazy. made me laugh. Yeah, me too. But I mean, that to think about it, that thing took four days to film that whole thing. You know? So I have a thing to share. Yeah. Okay, so I've been watching this YouTube uh, channel. I'm sure a lot of people listening have probably actually already heard of it uh, called uh, Kurzgesagt Scott in a nutshell. Yeah, I watch those. Okay. Um, so basically they just talk about all kinds of different subjects like um, – the Fermi paradox ending aging and it's just a bunch of like different science stuff. And, uh, I literally just started watching their stuff yesterday and I must've seen, I don't know, maybe like 50 videos already. So go ahead and check them out. It's really hard to spell. It's K U R Z G E S A G T. And if you don't want to follow that, I'll include it in the show notes. It's on my list. So it should be easy to bring up. Anthony, do you want to talk about YouTube next week? We haven't done that in quite a while. Oh, we can do another YouTube thing. Yeah, and there's been a lot of stuff going on on YouTube, like the Adpocalypse and mm, the Adpocalypse was a pretty big one. That would be fun. Yeah, we'll talk about YouTube next week, guys. Yeah. I thought we lost you for a second, Dylan. No, no, I'm here. Sorry, I was actually accidentally muted. I'm not on the Skype, even. It was just on my keyboard. So I'm still here. I'm good. But that's the end of the show, everybody. And I have been your host, Hindu Anthony. Along with me has been Super Vegan Brian. Goodbye, nurse. And our lovely guest, Dylan Shanahan, the robot master. Thanks, guys. Again, definitely enjoyed being on Talking About Superpowers. And that has been Nerd Podcast Radio. Stay nerdy, stay important, and stay awesome. (laughs) Hey, Anthony, say goodbye. Brian, cut him off. Goodbye. Show. We'll be the podcast radio. Radio.